Welcome to Weeding with the Garden Angelist, our special weeding workout podcast episode. We've written this episode so you have something to listen to while weeding, something we hope is inspiring. Something that makes you think, makes you laugh, makes you weed just a little bit better. A podcast episode that takes your mind off of your weeding troubles while you're actually weeding. That you can listen to over and over and over and over. Let's start with a quote, shall we, Dee? Yes, let's do, Carol. Sweet Flowers Are Slow and Weeds Make Haste by William Shakespeare. See, there have always been weeds. And here's another quote. Every garden speaks to us and says, your destiny is to weed. Now, wait a minute. Who said that? I said that. Oh, okay. So weed we shall. So how about we start with a little gratitude to go with our weeding? Gratitude? Okay, let's talk about why there are weeds in a garden and why we should be grateful for the weeds in our gardens. We wanted to be reminded that we should be... To be thankful we can kneel in the garden and then stand up again without pain. And be thankful we can grip with our hands. To be grateful, we have the eyesight to see our weeds. And grateful, we have the knowledge to know the difference between weeds and flowers most of the time. (laughs) To be thankful that we can hear the bees buzzing in our gardens as we weed, or to hear this weeding podcast episode. Thankful we can reach the furthest weeds without pain in our shoulders. To remind us to be grateful we have our own gardens to weed in. And we are reminded, too, as the sweat begins to drip down our faces and into our eyes while we are weeding, we have fresh water to drink and a cool air-conditioned house to retreat to when we are done. Thank goodness. But that's not right now. We are not done. Keep on weeding. And as we weed, we are reminded of all our families, members, and friends who have done the same thing, weeding in their gardens for countless generations and even now. That's why there are weeds in our gardens. Remember, you don't have to weed your entire garden at once. You just have to weed right where you are right now. You'll get to the next part of the garden soon enough. Give yourself a little slack. So how long has it been now, Dee? It's been about a minute and 17 seconds. So we can't give them a break, can we? Oh, I guess you can if you want to, but maybe we should, maybe we should wait on the break. Well, but if they didn't start out with some stretching and they just got right to this podcast and right to weeding, it is a good idea to stretch before you get started so you don't get a bunch of leg cramps and things like that. Okay, stretch those muscles so you don't get a leg cramp. Good idea. Doesn't it feel better when you stretched a little bit before you've started weeding? I think so. I think you should stretch quite a bit before you do anything these days. Yes. So people need to pick up the weeding tool and get weeding again. Are you ready? Okay. For another quote? This one's from Kipling. Rudyard Kipling. Our England is a garden, and such gardens are not made by singing, Oh, how wonderful, and sitting in the shade, while better men and women than we go out and start their working lives by grubbing weeds from garden paths with broken dinner knives. Wow. I'm glad how you changed that and added women in there, too. Yes. <laughs> so, how is your weeding going? Are you hopefully you're weeding with a better tool than a broken kitchen knife? Whatever that meant. But if you feel like you weed best with a broken kitchen knife, we won't argue with you. 
No. Whatever tool works best for you. So we have some other tips on weeding, Dee. These are our weeding tips. Focus on one area at a time. You don't have to weed the whole garden, at least not right now. You just have to weed the one spot you are focused on right this minute. And what's in a name? Well, with weeds, it is nice to know their names, but it's not essential. It's best to know what type of weed they are, whether they're perennials or annuals. Keep all weeds from flowering and setting seed, whether it is perennial or annual. And use a dandelion digger or a digging knife to get out those tap roots of things like dandelions and thistle. Toss weeds in the trash unless your compost pile gets hot enough to kill weed seeds for sure, or you manage to get to the weed before it sets seed. Which hopefully you have. You've got to get the weeds small before they become big weeds. So, D, do you know who gave the best advice on weeding I've ever heard? No. Barney Five. He said, nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Is that where that came from? <laughs> it's weeding <laughs> advice, isn't it? It's great weeding advice. And it sounds like there was a Scottish botanist named John Loudon, and he wrote Rules for Horticulturalists, and rule number seven said, pick weeds when they are small unless time forbid. And he wrote that in the early 1800s. But I like nip it, nip it, (laughs) nip it in the bud. Which is pretty much, it just goes to show that weeding has not changed much over the centuries, has it? No. So if we're talking about weeds, contemplate, what is the worst weed of all? Well, in my garden, I think thistle... And bindweed are the worst, but poison ivy is really bad. It is. And the one weed that everybody should recognize is poison ivy. Leaves of three, let it be, or at least wear gloves when you're weeding it out. And then turn your gloves inside out and throw them in the washing machine with good soap without anything else, and wash those gloves. Unless, of course, they're leather. And then I don't know what to tell you to do. But don't forget about purslane and dandelions because you can even harvest and eat them if you want. Right. And I think dandelions are a terrible weed, but I hate to say they're terrible because they are Mm -hmm. edible and they're a good source of pollen early in the season. For bees. But I still dig them out. I dig them out of my garden. I let them grow in the yard. And you know, purslane, that shows up in my vegetable garden about now. It is edible. It is edible. I don't want to eat it, though. Well, Charles Dudley Warner, who wrote My Summer in a Garden back in, I think, 1875, said that purslane grows as if the devil is in it. (laughs) And he called it pusley, which begs the question, is the devil in all weeds? I think so. What's a good weed to have, though? What weed do we like? I like violets. I do, too. I have a lot of violets, and I like them. What else? I like I like fleabane, too. It's nice for the bees and butterflies, and it's easy to pull up. And don't forget clover. I love me some clover in the lawn. It adds nitrogen to the soil. It attracts the bees, and it doesn't turn brown when we stop getting rain in July and August. And if you're a little child, you can take and pick all the clover flowers and you can make necklaces out of them. 
Yes, which reminds me of a quote, another one. Weeds are flowers too once you get to know them. That's from A.A. Milne. I love that. It's Eeyore. I love that. It's one of those moments when Eeyore is really being positive in his own little negative Eeyore way. But let's not get all sentimental about weeds. We can't go soft now. No, because we've got a lot more weeding to do. I see more weeds out there, people. You are not done. (laughs) So should we talk about how the laws of physics apply to weeding, D? If you want to. I want to. So physics is all about force and leverage, which sometimes you need a lot of force and leverage to pull out a persistent weed. That's that's physics, right? Yeah, I think so. Things tend to disorder, not order. And I think that's a law of thermodynamics. And it's also a law of weeding. Yes, because if you don't go out and weed, weeds don't come up in nice, even rows. Um, L at the same height. They just make a garden look, uh, well, weedy, (laughs) which reminds me of another principle of physics called the Pauli exclusion principle. Yeah. Two objects can't occupy the same space at the same time. Nobody told the weeds. Well, I I think the weeds know. I don't think they care. They're always trying to crowd out other plants and grow in their space all the time. Yeah, because I don't know how many dandelions I've had that are right next to the most precious plant in my garden. I got to try to carefully get that dandelion out by without destroying my real plants. Yeah. Oh, don't you think that's enough physics? We don't want to wear people out. Is it time to stretch again? I don't know. What time is it? It is nine minutes and two, yeah, nine minutes. Okay, well, yeah, people can stretch. So bend your knees, raise your arms, shake out the kinks, maybe rub those hands together and massage them a bit. Great idea. Do that a couple of times. Go up, go down, go up, go down. Swing your arms around. Basically, if you stay crouched in one position weeding, you're just going to end up with a bunch of kinks and sore muscles. Isn't that the truth? So, Dee, have you ever created your own weeds in the garden? Have you ever planted your own weeds? (laughs) I definitely have. Asters and garden mums like Sheffield mums, which we affectionately call Sheffies, try to take over. Or what about bee balm? It's definitely a weedy garden plant. Or how about garlic chives? That was a mistake that just keeps on giving and giving. Or a mistake I made was mint. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Mint just grows from underground stems and it travels around the garden Faster than you can travel around my city on the interstate. That's the truth. And I would say the same thing about garlic chives, only in this case, garlic chives, they spread by seed and they have like these little underground attachments too. And so they get all over the garden and they're super deep and hard to dig out. I have garlic chives. I also have a columbine grows up all over my garden Mm -hmm. because I let it go to seed. False sunflowers show up everywhere, and they get to be like six feet tall if you let them. They do. <laughs> I have pennywort, which is a creeping ground cover, and it covers, it's a good ground cover, but it's a terrible weed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have asters too. Asters come up like crazy because if you let the seeds stay all winter, it says, oh, this is our garden now. We get to grow everywhere. 
Yeah, asters are one of those plants that uh, it thinks it's the only one that exists. Oh, another one. I thought of another one. Autumn clematis. I have autumn clematis everywhere. Oh, that's a terrible weed. It's pretty, but it's terrible. It's pretty terrible, all right. It's almost like bindweed. It is like bindweed. And in my garden, it attracts uh, red wasps as its pollinator. And so you can't even really walk past it. Even though they won't totally bother you, they just seem you not walk past it when it's blooming. And it kind of stinks. Yeah, and I have I have common daisies that come up in my garden all over the place that they self-sow. And I weed those out. Those oxide daisies? Oxide daisies. They're a mm-hmm. weed in my garden. Yep. Well, should we mention some weeds are edible? We already mentioned that purslane before, and we talked about dandelions and garlic mustard and chickweed and lamb's quarter, to name a few. I bet there are lots of others we could eat. Maybe poke salad. Well, um, to be truthful, Dee, some of our friends would be appalled that we just don't eat these weeds. I just throw them in the trash. Yeah, unless you know, but don't, I mean, here's the thing. Just don't eat them unless you know they're edible. So like with poke salad, only eat it before it fruits and boil it first or something like that. Ask an expert. Yeah. Poke salad is the one weed that people eat that I'm like, I do not understand how they ever figured out that you could eat poke salad because really the entire plant is poisonous. It is poisonous. It's not as poisonous when it's young. I've actually eaten it before. But, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't make a regular habit of it. Do you, you don't ever eat your weeds, do you? No, I've never eaten my weeds, but sometimes I've had to eat my words. <laughs> hey, it's now been 13 and a half minutes since you started listening and weeding, my friends. Time for another quote before we wrap up this weeding workout. Okay, I have one. This one's from Christopher Lloyd from the Well-Tempered Garden, 1973. Many gardeners will agree that hand weeding is not the terrible drudgery that it is often made out to be. Some people find it is kind of soothing monotony. It leaves their minds free to develop the plot for their next novel or to perfect the brilliant repartee with which they should have encountered a relative's latest example of unreasonableness. Ooh, just imagine if people held their tongues and just weeded instead of jumping all over each other with quarrelsome arguments. Yes, it would be wonderful if people just worked it all out while they were weeding. So, Dee. Yes? We're heading down the home stretch of this episode that so everyone can take a break from weeding in just a few minutes, but we're not quite done yet. Or they could hit replay on this episode and keep weeding for another round. Right. We hope they do at the end. So what else can we learn from weeds? Well, I think we can learn some real lessons from weeds. Weeds aren't fussy about where they end up. They will grow anywhere under less than ideal conditions, and they make the best of things. Do you need to have ideal conditions to do your best, or do you make the best of whatever conditions you find yourself in? Learn from a weed. Hmm, interesting. Here's another lesson. Weeds accept a helping hand. So birds eat the mulberry seeds, and Mm -hmm. then birds poo out the mulberry seeds in their droppings, And then the little seed quickly sprouts to establish a new weedy mulberry tree. Did I mention I have to weed out a lot of mulberry trees? We do here, too. 
They accept the help of the birds to move them around. Otherwise, all the little seedlings would come up in the shadow of the original mulberry tree where they wouldn't grow very well. Yeah, and that's true of poke salad, too. Poke salad is spread mostly by birds. So many weeds are. Right. And then, and then they let the weeds blow all around them, too. I read that a dandelion seed can travel up to five miles on the wind before it lands and germinates. Think about that for a minute. Do you accept a helping hand when one is offered? You should when it comes to weeding. If anybody says, I'd like to weed in your garden, you should let them. <laughs> How often does that happen? Not very often. And I was going to say, <laughs> my neighbors shouldn't worry about my dandelion seeds because they're going to travel five miles before they land and germinate. They should worry about the ones five miles away. <laughs> it didn't say that all dandelion seeds travel five miles. Oh, well, maybe my, <laughs> never mind. So here's another lesson. Weeds come up with alternate plans. So even if a bindweed never flowers and sets seed, its backup plan seems to be to grow from its roots again and again and again. You pull that bindweed and no flowers appear, but that plant comes back from its roots. So yeah. always, you should have an alternate plan Anytime you're going to do something in case plan number one falls through. Yes, and you should be firmly rooted, too, like a bindweed. And extra stretchy because bindweed roots are extra stretchy. I've never seen a root stretch like a bindweed stretch. Bindweed never gives up. You should not give up, people. Bindweed never gives up. (laughs) Weeds grow quickly and get right to work. They take full and quick advantage of the sun, the rain, and freshly dug earth. Do you get right to work when you can in the garden and out of the garden? Or do you procrastinate? Uh, I got to think about that. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow tomorrow I'll have an answer. I don't have an answer right now. (laughs) Uh, But it's kind of like you buy a plant. And you don't yeah. plant it right away? Yeah. yeah. I have two on the deck like that right now. <laughs> never mind. Let's move on. So weeds never give up. They grow from the tiniest peat of root left when you've pulled them. And they have seeds that will lie dormant for years, waiting and waiting until you turn over a scoop of dirt and expose them to the, to the light of day. And then they start to germinate. So we should be like the weed seeds and never give up. Oh, wow. That's something to really, really think about. Weeds are also really tricky when they germinate. They seem to grow deep, expansive roots first before they reveal their leaves and announce their arrival in the garden. I think that's kind of rude. Yeah. Kind of. What kind of lesson is that? We want people to be tricky, jump out from a corner. I don't know. Maybe we want them to put nice, deep roots before they show up. I don't know. Yeah, and then when that that weed that you think is tiny has those really deep roots, and you go to pull it, and it's like pulling a nail out of hardened concrete to try to get it with your bare hands. That's why we have tools. I pulled up a hackberry like that today out of a gar- out of my garden, and I thought, where does that go to? And when I got it out, that root was that long. 
They also, weeds also protect themselves. They often have thorns and sharp little hairs along the stems, so you can't just easily reach down with your bare hands when you first see them. No, you must stop what you're doing, arm yourself for battle, and then pull those weeds. Right. Have you ever pulled nettle out with your bare hand? Not a good idea. You do that once, and then you remember what nettle looks like. For the rest of your life. It hurts. Yeah. Although it's edible. (laughs) Yeah, it's edible. And so (laughs) we know that weeds know where they want to hide. They grow really close to the desirable plants, so they don't notice it until that desirable plant is yelling, Help me! I've got a weed taking up space in the garden around me. Then you almost have to perform surgery to remove the weed and leave that desirable plant in place. Yeah, eastern red cedars are known for that. They grow under deciduous trees and hide, and then they suck all the water from the deciduous trees. Once again, weeds are sneaky. Yeah, then they they hide in plain sight. Hey, it's now been 20 minutes. It's time for another well-deserved break after one last quote. Okay, well, they can stand up, they can drink some water, stretch their arms. Don't forget to put the water down before you stretch your arms because you don't want to soak yourself with a shower of your water. So what's that next quote while they're trying not to take a shower? Okay, here's the quote. This one, the author is unknown. When weeding, the best way to make sure you're removing a weed and not a valuable plant is to pull on it. If it comes out of the ground easily, it is a valuable plant. (laughs) That's the best quote. (laughs) Have you ever pulled up a valuable plant, Dee, when you thought it was a weed? Uh, Yeah, last month I pulled up a very expensive Caryopteris Beyond Midnight. It looked like dead sticks, I swear. And I once weeded out a row of carrot seedlings that I had so carefully sown, I just... Didn't recognize that I was pulling out carrot seedlings until it was all too late. I guess they just had their little cotyledon. They didn't have the regular uh, leaves yet. That's why you couldn't tell. So what do you do now to stop that? I put sticks on each side of the carrot row, and I write on the sticks, do not weed between these rows. <laughs> but isn't it only out, you out there weeding, Carol? Do you really need to warn yourself? So we should go on to the next question, D. <laughs> Our time has really gone fast. We've been over 20 minutes now. Yes, we are. So, dear listener, you've been weeding for how long, Dee? 22 minutes. 22 minutes of weeding, and I bet you barely noticed how, how, how the time went by. Because we've been keeping you company. On your weeding. So, go ahead. If you, were, if you went back to kneeling, go ahead and stand up. And stop hoeing if you were hoeing and give yourself another break and see what progress you've made. Drink some more water, stretch a bit, and then you can start this weeding episode over again as another workout and keep on weeding. And then tell all your gardening friends how this episode helped you weed better, faster, and stronger than you've ever weeded before. And we'll say bye now. We look forward to being with you again as you start another round of weeding with the Garden Angelus. Bye, everybody. Happy weeding. Bye. Happy weeding.